The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a live broadcast of the Messages of Hope podcast. I'm so excited to answer questions today that have already been sent in from people about the afterlife, about how you can connect with those who have passed, because trust me, they are still part of your life. This is what I want want everybody to know. We have a little feedback from somebody here. Okay. I need my girls to mute, but let me introduce them. Maybe that's what we're supposed to do. I am not in here alone. I'm here accompanied today with my two wonderful assistants, Bev Garlip and Lynette Setzkorn. They're going to be asking questions that people have mailed in or asked in some of my webinars or my monthly connection webinars. And I have no idea what the questions are. They're going to let their guides guide them to which ones to ask. And we'll go back and forth and just see how far we can get till I run out of steam. But as always, I'm going to ask my guide, Sanaya, to help me with any of the answers so that the answers always come from the highest place. Before we get going, I want to tell you that today I'm coming to you live from Hershey, Pennsylvania. This is such a special place for me because I grew up just an hour and a half away and for the first 22 years of my life came here monthly to visit my grandmother. When Ty and I rolled into town in our RV a few days ago, the first thing we did was go and look at my grandmother's house. It's still there. It was just it's just fun to go down memory lane. We haven't been to Hershey Park, which is the big amusement park here because it's just too hot. But we are uh, definitely enjoying being in this beautiful, beautiful area of the country. I hope that all of you are also doing well. Let's just let Bev say hi and then Lynette say hi for a minute. We'll get going with the questions. Okay. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for being here. Hello, everybody. It's a great way to spend a holiday weekend hanging out with all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just went like that. It reminds me I was in a restaurant the other day and the server brought something and I clapped like this. And she said, are you clapping? And I said, yeah, I'm 
excited about the meal. And I realized that it's like a little kid claps. And I thought about it. And when I'm at a performance, I clap, you know, with the hands sideways. I clap like adults clap. But when I work with those in spirit, when I get the, the gold nuggets from across the veil or when I'm excited, <laughs> like a little seal, right? <laughs> So hopefully uh, we'll get some answers that leave some of you clapping with joy as well. Why don't we get started? But wait, let me just first acknowledge all of you who are joining us here. We just love our community of, of friends that uh, so many of you, we recognize your names. Those of you who just happened upon us during this live broadcast, welcome to the community. It's all about coming to know that death is not the end. Life is eternal because we are souls temporarily having a human experience. So let's start with some questions. Bev, you want to go first? Okay. Um, here's uh, one about our loved ones on the other side. Can our loved ones or spirits be in a bad mood or annoyed? Do they get sad and angry? All right. Well, first I'll answer that from my experience in connecting across the veil for over a dozen years. I have not yet experienced any of those emotions in any of the souls I have attuned to. And that is the reason why, because it is a soul to soul attunement. You are souls right now. When you align with your true nature, the grumpiness goes away. The challenges go away. Where our challenges come from is because we identify with the story of our human experience here. But the soul is whole and complete always. When we get to the other side, and I can hear my guides right now affirming this, we realize it was all part of the story, our lives in human form. And we see them with a completely different perspective. And all we want to do is let everybody who's still playing out their roles in human form know there's another viewpoint you can take. And it all has to do with love, which is total connection. All right. Thank Great you. question. Miss Lynette. Yes. Um, I'm going to do these as two because I think they're kind of related. How do spirits see us? Do they see us? via our astral body? Do they see our room the way they see it? Spirits can see through walls and objects. Can they see through our clothes or the blankets we sleep under? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good one. I, I get asked so often, do they see us in the shower? And the answer is yes, but I never, and they always say, don't worry about it. They don't care about our bodies. They know that they're beautiful vessels, but I never thought to ask the question, do they see us exactly as we see ourselves? So I'm going to just ask my guides here for a sec. Oh, oh, that's nice. They said, some of you shine so brightly they can't even see the body. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So what they see first and foremost is your we can call it the astral body, your energetic field, your aura, your light. That is how they know you. That's how we know each other. I got goosebumps. Oh, it happens every show, doesn't it? I got the goosebumps because at the soul level, we are these beautiful light beings, bodies of energy. So the hangups about the body are part of the human story. They want me to talk about being able to see through walls. Each reality, the physical world, the astral world, where we go after we pass this one, the higher levels, 
all are energetic levels with different vibrations. They are relative realities. So to us, this world is very solid. But to those in the spirit world, it's not solid at all. And yet I've had many across the veil tell me that their world seems very solid to them. So that's the relativity there. So they say that they can choose to see us in our people suits, our human bodies, or it's much easier to simply see the vibration. I hope that's helpful to everybody. That's Super. Great. All right. Bev. Okay, ready. A uh, question about uh, connecting. Many mediums say that in order to communicate, we need to raise our vibrations and our loved ones in spirit need to lower theirs and we meet somewhere in between. How exactly do those in spirit lower their vibration? Do they have to learn how to do this? Wow. The guides say it is far too technical to put in terms to answer that question, that the actual answer is far easier. And it's going to be a big relief to all of you to hear. All you have to do is set the intention. I've been teaching lately that, that part of my seven steps to higher consciousness, which is how any of us can learn to connect across the veil. By the way, you can find that video on YouTube or on the gifts page of my website that shifting to connect with the spirit world is very much like pressing the remote control. You know what channel you want on the television, you press the button and you, you get there. You don't have to know what exactly is happening with the physics of it, right? So when we wanna connect with loved ones, we simply set the intention I'm going to shift now to the level where I meet them. We don't have to know what the exact frequency is because our intention is coming from the soul. The soul already knows how to do this. So I have taught for years, we raise our vibration and they lower theirs and meet in the middle. And the guides are saying that, that we should change that teaching because it makes it sound as if those in the spirit world have to somehow become lower beings. What they're telling us is our reality is more constricted while we're in these human suits. Those in the spirit world understand that and simply have to adjust to a frequency where we will be able to discern them. Again, don't get caught up in how that happens. Just set the intention and it happens. Wow. Okay. I just want to tell everybody, I hope that I'm modeling how simple it is to connect with our guides. We, what we did before we even started was the girls and I took a minute here and we got centered with a deep breath. I just opened up my energy field using intention and shifted to the level where I meet my guides. That just comes with experience. And then I ask them to help me answer these questions. So boom, they just come like that. And I'm so grateful for that. All of you can learn to do that. So let's move on. Bev. Yeah. Oh, no. Is it Bev's turn? <laughs> um, no, I've got this one next. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. it. You got it. Okay. And I think this is interesting because 
I, I know a lot of people who've had apports, and that's kind of what this question is about. You better How, explain what an apport is. Well, that's what the question's going to do. Oh. <laughs> How do souls drop pennies and other physical objects? Do they create them? Or do they lift them in one place and transport them to where we are? And I want to add to that, does it make a difference? Like a lot of people have had apports, something appearing out of thin air, of feathers, and I've had one of paper um, and coins. Is it easier for them the lighter weight the thing is in our world? Ah, does it make what sense? a great question. I absolutely have to ask the guides for this one. Huh. So Sanaya says, all is not as it seems. <laughs> that this world is very much like a simulation, like a virtual reality. And that when it serves the greater good, they can play with the rules of how this physical world works. They say that in many cases, what's happening is they're adjusting the perspective of the one viewing the apport so that others around might not even see it, but you would see it. Does that make it a hallucination? Well, some people would say, but I actually picked up that penny that just appeared out of nowhere, or I touched that feather. But touch and sight are all experiences that arise in consciousness. So our entire reality is simply playing out in awareness. That's fundamental. This physical world and everything that appears solid is an experience in awareness. So we could get really wrapped around the axle and go deep. But what is happening here, the spirits are telling me is those across the veil, learn to manipulate frequencies to give the appearance of objects that appear in our world. Huh. Okay. And it's part of the, the way it works that, yes, lighter objects are easier because we can believe that. To have a piano appear in a room would, be, <laughs> would knock people so off balance that it, it would just interrupt the whole game, so to speak. Right? You understand? Yeah. That makes sense? It makes sense to me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, the next question, the innocence of animals is often exploited. Do they have guides and angels to help them in physical form? Wow. Okay. I have to tell everybody that my human side, when I hear questions like this, says, oh, my God, how do I know? And this is what we learn as we go on this path. We don't have to know at this level. That's why we have guides. That's why we have them. So let me ask my guides. Okay. Whew. They're telling me that they do not have individually assigned guides like we humans do. I was about to say like you humans do, because that's how it's coming through. I'm translating, but that you would understand their guidance as instinct. And they are actually far more connected at all times than we are, because they've learned that that's how they survive, by tuning in and remaining aware. And the guides say, if we could learn to follow our instinct, it would be much easier for our guides to guide us because it is an innate ability to tune into those who are ready to give you guidance. Mm. I love that. 
Makes sense, huh? Yeah. I have, I'm here in my RV in Hershey, Pennsylvania, <laughs> as we travel around the country. Uh, and I have my two dogs right here. And it's just wonderful, isn't it, to watch our pets and how they are guided. Yeah. Great. Okay. This one is about reading our thoughts. <laughs> We're so afraid of people spying on us. <laughs> <laughs> Can can our loved ones in spirit read our thoughts when we think about them and when we think about something not related to them? Absolutely. <laughs> and if this gives any of you fear that your loved ones know what you're thinking once they pass to the other side, what an incredible opportunity to upgrade your thoughts, right? If only we could live every moment of this life now without worrying that people know what we're thinking. That's our human side that has things to hide, that feels shameful or guilty about things. Across the veil, there are no secrets because we don't communicate with words across the veil. Your, all of your thoughts are in your energy field as specific frequencies. So oh, the guides just caught me. They said, watch out now, you're talking without listening. So. I just knew that answer because I've had it from experience. So let's see what the guides have to say now. They want you to know first and foremost, nobody across the veil is judging you. Any loved ones that can now see, see your thoughts, know your thoughts, understand because they're seeing you from the soul. If we could just see each other soul to soul all the time, we really wouldn't have anything to hide because at the soul level, we know that we're all like leaves on the same tree. We all have the same source, the same root. And so what is there to hide? Only our human behavior. So see that the soul all of a sudden sees your whole story, understands all decisions you make and why you made them. It's just a completely different shift that you can make now. Give your apologies now for anything that you know that they now see and now know, and then move forward together in a wholly new relationship that's open and honest and loving. That's what this is about. If we can learn to do that before we cross, what a difference that would make in our world, huh? You guys have anything to add to that? You all, you know, we, we talk to our loved ones all the time. How does it make you feel to know that they are aware of your thoughts? <sighs> Do you want to go? It's so comforting. It, it's like talking to a friend who's who's here physically. Um, just knowing that they're they're here, they can hear us. Um, it, to me, it's very comforting. Lynette, I find it really comforting too. I mean, I've I've had my husband come through because um, I, I tend to go <laughs> back and forth with this news thing. You know, I'm in the news. I'm immersed in it. I'm insane. Then I pull out of it because I know that's the wise thing to do for this human experience. And I've had him, like when I'm not hearing him because I'm all caught up in it, he actually sends messages through friends. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me up. But I mean, I'm not saying, hey, Mike, help me. But he knows because he's here and he's we're in communion always, even when I don't necessarily feel it. 
Okay, beautiful. And the guides just told me also, if you're in a love relationship and your partner passes and you move on to another love relationship, they want you to know your loved ones give you privacy when you're intimate. That's a huge worry that people have. It's not like they're spying on you. They're very much aware that we are here to live fully our human experience. They very much know that we do human things. So once again, live fully, just do your best to think from the soul's perspective. How's the best way to align my life with, with goodness and kindness? All right. Another question. Okay. Uh, lots of questions about um, the connection with our loved ones. Uh, this one is, uh, what can our loved ones feel our, our earth sensations? Can they feel warmth when they hug us? Um, so how do they feel things that to us would be a sensation on earth? Yeah, that is the one thing those across the veil tell mediums that they miss the sense of touch because they no longer have that. That is, that is definitely something that goes with the physical body. They're telling me now they can recreate the experience as, a, as an emotional upliftment, but they miss the actual touch. So, oh. But they tell me that the love they feel, the connection they feel, the presence they feel is so much stronger from their new perspective, their higher perspective in the astral world, that it makes up for that missing, the touch. And the guys just corrected me, said, make sure you explain it's not truly a new perspective. It's newly renewed perspective because this is the place we came from before we went into these bodies. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just want to just again emphasize we're coming to you live if you're listening on July 3rd. Otherwise, you're catching a rebroadcast of this. But, uh, oh, speaking of July 3rd, excuse me a second. I want to make sure that I show everybody that, hang on a sec, Tuesday, isn't it, girls? We have my monthly connection. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, July 5th. If you enjoy the energy right here, right now, and talking about the afterlife, please join us two days from now, July 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern time for two hours, but not like this. We're not just going to be answering questions. I'll be sharing evidence from across the veil from my latest readings and then the latest teaching from my guides in spirit which is always helpful for us in this life, how to live more peacefully, but also how to connect more clearly across the veil. It's not just for anybody who wants to be a medium, although if you are a medium in training, I guarantee you good lessons for doing readings. So you can find information for that at SuzanneGiesman.com. Right under the homepage banner is a, a thumbnail to help you register for that. All right. Okay. So this is another and simple one. Do we keep our gender when we cross over and when we reincarnate? Okay. Let me ask the guides. Huh. They say it depends upon if you choose to continue that story and interacting with your loved ones. They're showing me that the story rises and falls. You get to be simply the energy being the soul from which your story that you're playing now arises, or you continue playing the role. We don't mean to diminish at all who you all are, who we are, but 
this right here and all of you are source as state your name. And that comes with certain characteristics, including your gender. Across the veil, once you set the story aside to simply be a soul, no gender. So there's the bottom line of that. And yet you don't ever permanently set the story aside. It arises if growth will still ensue from that and if it's helpful to those still here. And those when they cross, you will definitely be there to greet them because it all helps the connection. Okay. All right. Great. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, a question about dreams. When we see our loved one in a dream, did they create that dream? Uh, is it hard for them to do that? Uh, and how, how does that whole process work? Nice question. Dream visits from those across the veil, according to my guides right now, are when our loved ones take advantage of seeing us in the sleep state and our energetic field is radiating just the right frequency where they know that we will be sensed, the souls, we, <laughs> if that makes sense. So imagine you're a soul, you have passed to the other side, you drop in on your loved one, you see them there sleeping, you notice they're having a dream because you can read their thoughts and you see, oh, look, it's just the right sleep state. I'm going to insert myself into that dream, especially because I can tell they really would love to hear from me now. Boom. And they come in with a message. So just be very much aware. Actual dream visits are very solid feeling. They don't disappear and dissipate when you wake up like normal dreams. And they are always positive and loving. If you dream of a loved one and it's upsetting, that's your own subconscious just dealing with issues. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay. So we have a couple of questions about things that people have read that have been confusing because they have, uh, like, contradicted something that the person had been taught. Here's an example. I'm reading a book that is dictated by a young man across the veil to his father, and it's very different from teachings I've believed from other teachers. It confuses me. How do I know what is true? And here's another one where someone uh, had transcribed a book from her husband in spirit, and there was a lot about, you know, I'm, I'm grieving you, I'm missing you, I long for you, that kind of thing. And people found that confusing and contradictory okay. to some of the other teachings. All right. Absolutely 
don't pay attention if it contradicts people, although if it contradicts the majority of what people are saying, that may be an indicator. The absolute test of anything is how does it feel in your heart and your gut? I can feel mine clenching right now with the example that Lynette just gave there, that somebody is missing someone and grieving somebody terribly from across the veil is not my experience and it makes my gut clench. So that's my truth meter right there saying, let's set that aside. So there, it's very hard to give an absolute truth from this level. Many things we won't know until we get to the other side ourselves, but you have this built-in mechanism that's your heart and your gut. It's If it's open and clear and this feels right, that's a yes. If you have this it just doesn't feel right to me. Let's set that aside. It may feel right to you in the future because it may just be conflicting with your current belief system. But most cases, it's because it is not what's actually going on across the veil. Lots of good questions people have sent in. Let me just remind people that we have on my website a frequently asked question page. I believe it's just SuzanneGiesman.com forward slash FAQ, but you, FAQ, Bev knows the website mm -hmm. inside and out. All kinds of questions there. You could spend hours. Um, these are all questions that have been answered. I have to tell you all, everybody, we have a brand new makeover on my website at SuzanneGiesman.com. It just launched two days ago. And I, have, I haven't even told Bev and Lynette this, that I had to call uh, one of the service providers today because we had a problem with one of the pages. And the, the guy asked me, what's your URL? And I gave it to him. And the next thing you know, here's this guy in the Philippines saying, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it is because when you go to my website, right across the top is this animated banner that's very different than I've seen on any websites. I'll tell all of you right now, there's no sound with it. My mouth is moving, but there's no sound. We have a lot of people like they think there's something wrong with their computers, but why don't you check out, wow, why it's so amazing. And uh, I, it was funny because he resolved the issue. And when we uh, went to get off the phone, he said, if you don't mind, I'm going to spend a little time on your website. <laughs> I said, no, I don't mind at all. And by the way, we're running for the whole month of July. So it doesn't matter if you catch this live or not, a buy one, get one, celebrate the new website sale. Any of my four personal courses are buy one, get one free. And all of the archived monthly connection webinars unlimited quantity, buy one, get one free. You can learn more about that right on the homepage. It explains that. I have to thank uh, uh, Bev and Lynette and my whole team of assistants who have put so much time into creating this website that's so helpful to all of you because it has so many resources that, that have been put in there over the years and they're now easier to find. So wonderful. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to everybody's questions. <laughs> Another, another question. Um, yes, this it is similar to um, discerning be among teachers. Uh, this person says, um, I have to make a decision and I am in total fear about it. How, how do I get to a place where I, I can come from a higher, uh, higher place to make a decision that's not based on fear? What a great question. And this is where having a daily practice of sitting quietly and getting to know your true deeper self as the soul is crucial. 
because when we're in a state of fear, we're identifying with the story, like the story of Suzanne or the story of Anne, the story of Jane or John. And that's where the fear comes from. So anybody who's in so much fear that you can't make a decision, you haven't yet learned and trained yourself to set the story aside. So I would start with my video, Sip of the Divine. I think this comes up almost every radio show, but it's so helpful. Also start with uh, my seven steps to connecting with higher consciousness. If you have a little more than three minutes, which is what the Sip of the Divine is. And set your problem aside at first and just focus on experiencing yourself with no story, with no problems, no challenges. It's right here, right now. Peace is not out there. Peace is always right here. There it is. And you can touch it for the briefest of moments. You know what it feels like. It's so present. You may not realize how easy it is to access peace, but learning to hold that state, set the story aside and no longer identify with it as your true nature. That's the training you need to go through. There's no timeline for this. Once you say, oh my gosh, really? It's that simple. I can do that. If you could do that for three minutes, you can start using the sip of the divine to ask your guides for help with the question and the fear will be set aside. So get excited that you're now going to try a new method of finding answers that you seek. But the, the main key is getting your story out of the way. I love okay. that. Hey. Okay. I was raised Catholic for many years, and the Bible talks about some very scary things that don't resonate with all of life being created as aspects of God or source. Can Sanaya clarify this for me and others that may be wondering about this? Yes. And <laughs> they say we have already addressed this question. And they say do it without putting labels or spurning specific religions that all dogma comes with rules and shoulds and musts and rigid beliefs whereas the soul is ever evolving and flowing so they say give everything the heart test and that's what's happening in this question here where the questioner is saying this no longer feels right in my heart and my gut so where's the fear coming from? The story that says, if I don't believe what I was told, what's going to happen to me? Nothing like that happens at the soul level. There's no judgment whatsoever. I love that. That's what's the difference between spirituality and religion. Spirituality is an inner knowing and inner path that we all follow. Isn't it awesome to be on this together where we follow that inner knowing when you can come to learn to trust that you can still follow any religion if it feels good to you, or you can follow many religions. They almost all share the same truths, but they just kind of get stuck in these little boxes at times because that's what keeps them going. So just, you know, create your own religion, your own truth. The bottom line with all of them is it's all about love, unconditional love. I'm in a campground and right in the RV next to us, they pulled in uh, two days ago and the young man got on his bike, the kid in the RV right away. And he had this big t-shirt, giant letters, love like Jesus. 
-hmm. It was huge in your face. And I just, at first I thought, wow. And then I thought, well, isn't that true? You know, if we all just loved unconditionally, it's a great message. It's a great message. And so it could say, you know, love like any other name of any great spiritual sage. Um, find the truth for you and act on it and see how that changes your life. It's beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, here's sort of a fun one. Uh, when we pass, can we find and meet the souls of famous people we wished we could have met on earth? Absolutely. And Bev and Lynette know that I taught a course with the Shift Network. I can't remember which one it is right now. That helped everybody learn how to do that while we're here, connect with famous people. But certainly when we cross the veil, you would connect with them the same way you do here, through intention. And this is the key. If it serves the greater good, you absolutely will meet up with them. They want me to, the guides want me to talk about Wayne Dyer, the uh, internationally known best-selling author and new thought teacher who has he changed my life when I first discovered him years ago. He passed a few years ago and came through to me uh, talking in his own voice because we actually met. I did a reading for Wayne Dyer in my house, which was a thrill. But uh, he came through and he said to me, Suzanne, I'm sitting at the feet of the masters and I'm learning from them. And he said, I got it mostly right. <laughs> his teaching. He actually wrote some really great books where he answered lots of spiritual questions from the masters. And uh, he just showed us that even across the veil, we still interact. I know several I would like to meet with. I've met with some of them already, but face to face would be pretty cool. Um, I, I like this question. Does, does the aura reflect our soul's development or evolution? And I would like to add, do, um, are there people who can see that here, human people in meat suits? In our meat suits. <laughs> Only <laughs> Lynette calls them meat suits. <laughs> does our aura reflect our spiritual growth? Is it, did I hear that correctly? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Our guides, Okay, Sanaya so says, liken your aura, your energy field to a light, and they're showing me a dimmer switch. Now, when I grew up, they were round. Now they're like like sliders. So you know, a rheostat is the technical term. Pick whichever type of rheostat you like. But they say that as you come to know your soul, as you clear out the clouds of your human conditioning that's holding you back from loving everyone unconditionally and understanding everyone with compassion. They say a couple people just got up in arms. I can't love everyone. You don't have to love their act, right? But see the soul leaves on one tree again. So when as you come to do that, be that, have that as your very nature, that you see the soul in each other, they say you, through your own thoughts, actions, and efforts, and intentions, are turning up your light. And those in the spirit world see it, but those here feel it. Even, that's the answer to your second part, Lynette, even if those around you don't understand what's happening, they might say, there's something different about you lately. 
So when you start having people say that about you, your family, oh, you're more peaceful lately, or oh, you're so calm, or, or you find that people are drawn to you more, that's a direct result of your efforts to align with the soul. It's a beautiful validation. Yeah. Okay. Um, a clarification question. Who are you referring to when you say the masters? <laughs> well, I'm not talking about golf pros. <laughs> okay. The masters, let me ask the guides. I know who I'm referring to, but I want their definition. They're showing me it's actually a higher level than what you would know as normal people who cross the veil. They are those who, oh, nice. They are those who have mastered the art of loving unconditionally. They have mastered holding the awareness that we are all connected. They are masters at radiating divine connection, divine love. So, I could give you certain names. You would recognize them as saints and sages, but they say don't limit it to just certain people who you've heard of. Know that any of you have the potential to become masters, but we're speaking of those across the veil who are radiating such divine light that they're able to help and effect multitudes of humans nice it's nice right. i want to just thank all of you for joining us on a sunday afternoon it is a holiday weekend here in the u.s and you could be out grilling hamburgers and hot dogs and maybe you are <laughs> maybe you're catching us on a replay but i'm just so grateful to bev and lynette when i said we want to do another q a podcast and they were willing to do that so thank you all happy to do love, it love the community yeah okay so this is an interesting question for those of us who've had dysfunctional relationships with people who are now across the veil. If personalities are the same across the veil, I would be concerned about my mother's dysfunction. And if that might trigger me and the self-esteem that I've been working on for all these years, do I have to communicate with a family member if or when they drop in? Would her personality be altered once she crossed the veil? All right. One of the most frequent signs I see when I do a reading and connect with people who have passed, <clears throat> excuse me, is this. And when the soul does that for me, that means my eyes have been opened across the veil. And they tell me that they have changed. They're really working on themselves. They see the error of their ways through watching their own life review. They see how their actions affected their loved ones. They want nothing more than to make amends, to give their apologies, and to let their loved ones know, you won't recognize me when you cross. Not visually, but by the love that they're radiating. Now, not every soul is like that. I've had some souls that are still working on themselves, and they're still kind of holding on to the story. You know, it's so easy to do that right here, right now. You can just say, wait, this story isn't serving me. I choose to live from the soul's point of view. But to get to the bottom line here, spirit knows what's helpful to your soul. You do not have to meet up with a loved one if it's not going to be helpful to your soul. And it won't happen. 
So don't worry about that. But can you open yourself up to the possibility that your loved ones with whom you had a contentious relationship have changed and are working on themselves now that they feel the love that we all are across the veil? Wouldn't it be awesome to meet up with your loved one and finally have the mother or father you always wanted to have? I've had clients who are absolutely crying when they, their loved ones prove through the evidence, this is them. They talk about the way they were and they were a son of a gun or that, you know, they were abusive and they say, I never said, I love you. I'm so sorry for the way I was. I hope you forgive me. You'll see a completely different person when you cross. I would want to meet that parent or that spouse or whoever that was, if they were that forgiving. And I hope that you can learn to talk to your loved one now. It's actually not a matter of learning it, just do it talk to your loved ones now and say what you didn't say before they passed. All of this healing is ongoing. You don't have to wait till you're face to face, soul to soul. Great. Okay. All right. Okay. A few more. Um, this person uh, asks, our souls are guiltless. So there's no judgment there. But what about human perpetrators of unspeakably cruel acts? Surely people who commit vile acts on earth cannot just get away with them. What happens when they cross? That story that that person was acting out, living in human form, still carries an energy. It's a field of energy and the soul doesn't need that energy merging back with it across the veil. So that story, the personality goes through a sort of, I'm asking the guides for the words that are most helpful, a kind of a repatterning, a reconditioning. So I have had this come through in a reading for me in a way that would make sense. Is it literally like what I'm about to explain to you? Perhaps not, but it was so that we could understand what happened. I had a father come through who, cre who committed such atrocious acts on his children and other people's children that he was not allowed to speak to me from across the veil. He was escorted in by two very powerful beings and he was kind of in a cocoon state, but the awareness was there that, that those acts that he had performed were, he was made aware of it and that energy was not gonna be allowed to be carried over or carried forward or merged back with the soul. He was in a situation where he was working with guides. So it's different, it's not a punishment. And yet that soul at the story level was completely aware of the effects of his actions. So there is a processing of the energy, but it's different because we have certain ways we deal with things in human terms and as I was shown, they deal with things differently in the non-physical world. The bottom line is don't worry. You won't have to deal with that energy across the veil. And there are effects and solutions for issues like this. Okay. Thank you. Okay. How about maybe two or three more and then we'll let everybody go get back to the barbecue. <laughs> this one is about videos on YouTube. <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of videos on YouTube saying that you shouldn't go to the light when you pass because it can be a quote, false light. 
and you will reincarnate right away if you do that. Do you have any information about it? These videos can be found by typing in. Don't, no, no, no. Don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. No, okay. no. Because the guides are saying don't yeah. give it any power. Yeah. Don't give it any power. Why would you want to watch videos that make your gut clench? And the guides are saying the reason people are drawn to these videos is because the people who make them understand human nature. Humans like strong emotions. Humans actually like drama. It's exciting, right? And to watch it on a video is safe because you're not really going through it, yet you can have that visceral experience of it. But is it helpful? Is it healing? Does it raise your vibration? So people that are giving you warnings, don't do this or that, it might not be safe. If it doesn't feel like they're truly being helpful, if you can fear, feel that element of fear inserted there, set it to the side. There is plenty of, there are plenty of very helpful videos that can help you align with truth, which is always going to be about goodness and light. Your soul knows, your soul knows when something is truthful and helpful and good. You'll feel it. You'll know it. Trust yourself, not somebody you see on a video, including the three of us, right? If you can trust us, you'll feel it. It's that yeah. simple. Okay. That's great. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm -hmm. How about one more, Beth? Okay. Um, I was looking for a lighter one, but, but this is. Oh, so no, we got Okay. All right. If it's <laughs> not light, you ask it, and then we'll get Lynette to end with a light one. Yeah, because I've got okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, This mom says, um, my, my son was always active in his church. But he's left it because he decided, how could there be a God when there's innocent little children uh, exposed to such evil acts and, and harmed? So her question is, why does this happen on earth that innocent little children would be harmed? Yeah, yeah. This, this reality here is such a challenging one. And your soul knew when you came here that it would be this world with ups and downs and challenges and choices and people making choices because we're given free will that lead to pain and suffering. But the suffering comes when we don't realize who we are. People do atrocious things to other people because they don't realize we are souls. And that is the bottom line. If we all remembered we're souls, we wouldn't have <laughs> we wouldn't have any of the problems we had here and then we wouldn't even need this experience we don't need this experience but it's such a learning laboratory it's such a way of evolving and in learning to love each other more we're getting there but it's really slow isn't it but programs like this and anybody who's teaching that you are both human and a soul and that when you can learn to align with the soul your choices come from a place of unity oneness connection and love that is how we are all going to evolve together we see war we see news of of conflict it all comes from people who have completely forgotten we're all connected at the soul level we all rise from the same source 
and they're identifying with the story at the human level without shifting their focus. So please learn to do that. Again, go to the gifts page at SuzanneGiesman.com. Multiple meditations there to empower you to do that yourself. And it's all free. It's all free. Okay. You got a light one, Miss Lynette, I hope. I do. This is, this is beautiful. Okay. How do our loved ones in spirit find and send us songs that can deliver such a perfect, precise message, even if they don't speak the language of the song? It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, music is such a beautiful way to, to touch our soul, isn't it? So they don't literally send the song. Again, it's because your loved ones in spirit see you, they're with you, they know what you're doing, and they say, oh, look at that song that's on the radio. Snag their attention now. Listen to the music. They put thoughts in your head, and it's like, pay attention, and you notice it because they're, they're hearing it at the same time with you. They're still right here with you. Now, they also can see the frequency that's on the radio, so even if you are not listening, they can put the thought in your head, turn on the radio now and then the perfect song is on right i see that happening with people all the time so celebrate the magic like we do all the time and it's it's just a beautiful way to live knowing we are always connected at the soul level all right any of you have anything to add any magical moments bev lynette or any closing comments it just all feels magical to me when we have these get togethers. I mean, it just makes the whole world feel like a magical place. So thank you to everyone who's joining in and bringing your energy today and sent all the questions and the wonderful answers and our teams in spirit. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And so many people have commented their frequency is higher hey. <laughs> after, after this, uh, this time with uh, uh, the group. So that's, that's our great. goal. That's our goal every time. And I want to tell you that if you just happen to stumble upon this video, we are doing the podcast not on the same day all the time now. So if you go to my website under podcast, you can sign up to receive an email notification about two days before I do these live podcasts so you can join us live. My next show, I'm going to have uh, Deborah King, an energy healer on the show. She's going to talk to us about how you can connect with masters, a question that came up today. So if you sign up on on my website, the little form, yes, notify me by email. When a podcast is coming up, you'll hear the exact time of that podcast. But meanwhile, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bev and Lynette, my team. What did somebody call us? They're like the modern day Charlie's Angels. Right? Yeah. That's 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 dating us a little bit, I think. But the, the, but I just oh, really? love. It's <laughs> I love my girls. Okay. My whole team and all of you, we just, we love you so much. It's a wonderful community. It's so great to focus on positivity, isn't it? And when you can learn to connect, that positivity is always right here. And as my guides say, you are so very loved and it is true. I love you all too. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. 
I answer audience questions and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.